الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وكذلك نري ابراهيم ملكوت السماوات والارض وليكون من الموقنين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters in the quran sharif allah taala has repeatedly given us the signs of his qudrat and has made us reflect on various aspects that will make us recognize the qudrat of allah tbaraka ta wa taala so the whole purpose of this is that our iman must get strengthened our yaqeen and conviction and faith in allah taala that must be strengthened there must not be any ifs and buts in the whole process that when we are saying something we are doing something when we deal with matters around us when we are faced with challenges in life whatever the situation is there are no ifs and buts with regards to our iman with regards to our aqeedah and belief with regards to our recognition of allah tbaraka wa taala with regards to his total qudrat over everything his control over everything no ifs and buts in this regard now in the times that we are going through there is a desperate need for us to repeatedly revise these lessons to repeatedly refresh these lessons and to keep strengthening our iman to keep reaffirming our faith and conviction our yaqeen in allah tbaraka wa taala alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah allah taala has blessed us with iman and as a result every person who has iman has this yaqeen that allah alone is the doer allah alone is the nourisher allah alone is the provider allah alone is the sustainer so alhamdulillah this is in the heart of every mu'min nobody who has iman in reality will believe otherwise that is the way of the mushrikeen that they believed that no, no allah taala does also and na'uzu billah something else also does the idols also have some power or somebody else has some power of that nature that allah taala has qudrat also that person also has some 
very great power, he can get this done and that done. No, that's not any way close to the belief of a mu'min. A mu'min believes Allah alone does. La ilaha illallah. There is none worthy of worship but Allah. Allah alone. So we have to keep refreshing this. There is a very, very desperate need for us to talk about the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, to hear about the greatness of Allah Ta'ala repeatedly and to keep reaffirming this. So, with regards to the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that Allah Ta'ala has granted us by means of which this ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala is to be attained and by means of which we are to recognize this qudrat of Allah Ta'ala and reaffirm this iman. Among these ayat are the many ayat that explain the incidents of the Anbiya wasalam, the various messengers of Allah Ta'ala, the Anbiya wasalam, who Allah Ta'ala sent down from time to time and who guided people towards Allah Ta'ala. So in the Quran Sharif there are many such incidents that are mentioned as mentioned many times previously that these incidents in the Quran Sharif are not for storytelling for the sake of some entertainment for the sake of some bedtime stories Nawazubillah these are ibrat وَكَذَلِكَ نُسَبِّتُ Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an Sharif says وَكَذَلِكَ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُلِ مَا نُسَبِّتُ بِهِ فُعَادَكَ That we mention the incidents of the Anbiya Alayhi to you by means of which we strengthen your heart. So this gives strength to the heart, the strength of Iman, the strength of conviction. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was on the peak of it. But Allah Ta'ala is addressing him to tell us also. One is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to be consoled by means of this. That others also went through many many challenges but they finally passed through all and they were the ones who were victorious at the end of it so at the same time this is a lesson for us it strengthens our heart it makes us more firm in our iman among the incidents mentioned in the Quran Sharif in many many places is the incident of Sayyidina Musa now we have heard this we have read about it, we have perhaps written some essays about it, Allah knows. So this is not something uncommon, not unknown to us, we have heard it many times. But how much have we used it, reflected upon it, and used it to strengthen our faith and belief in Allah Ta'ala? That is the object. It must not just be something in passing done and done with it must serve a purpose of strengthening our iman, strengthening our faith and conviction, our yaqeen. So just to go through the main points of that discussion, of that incident, that Musa wasalam, before he was born, the fortune tellers of the time somehow from whatever signs they detected something, so now, this is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that the fortune tellers, they are those jinnat and shayateen that overhear the angels discussing something, what they are going to be putting into action from the commands of Allah Ta'ala. And those 
shayateen overhear that one thing, and then they come down to their shayateen on the earth, their human friends, the fortune tellers, etc., and they whisper that one thing to that person's ear, and they add another 99 lies to it. So now that one thing will be true, but the other 99 things will be lies. Now the person who this fortune teller tells something to, but they say, but that one thing came out right, so all the things must be right. And that is how they deceive people. So this is mentioned in the Quran Sharif also, when those shayateen try to snatch something quietly, they eavesdrop, but immediately there is a burning star that is thrown at them. But by that time, the one shaitan has already conveyed it to the second, and the second to the third, and the third to the fourth, all the way to the earth. And that person gives it to that friend of his on earth, who is another shaitan on earth, in human form. So now likewise, must, something of that nature might have happened there, where somehow they got this one indication, and they gave it to the fortune tellers, and the fortune tellers mentioned it to Fir'aun. That there's a child going to be born, a male child in the Bani Israel, and that male child is one day going to topple you. He's going to grow up and topple you. Now that was the message they gave him. But now, when a person is intoxicated with dunya, he can't think straight. Now they gave him this message that this is what's going to happen. So now he's acting on their message. He's acting on their message that a male child will be born. So now he is now saying, well, a male child is going to be born who will one day topple you, so now he is now so concerned about this, that he is trying to now put a system into place to prevent this from happening. So he is believing them to a point, he is believing them that this child will be born. But now when he is believing half of it, why is not believing the other half, that the child is going to topple you also one day? He is accepting this half and he is trying to prevent that half. So that is the foolishness. That when he's accepted half, he must accept the full thing, or either reject everything. So in any case, when he was given this message, that this child is going to be born in some time soon, and that child is going to one day grow up to topple you. So Fir'aun decided now he has to stop this at any cost. He had this very great claim about himself, Ana Rabbukumul A'la. He used to say to the Bani Israel, I am your Rabb, I am the greatest, Na'uzubillah. So now, this kind of claim, I am something, I am so and so, Allah Ta'ala dislikes this. And now he went beyond every bound. He started Na'uzubillah claiming he is the Rabb. So this went to the peak of the arrogance and pride and the kufr, to the height of kufr. So now in any case, in this madness of his, in this insanity, he decided that this must stop at any cost. But now how do you stop it? So he passed the order that his soldiers must now be checking around everywhere and any sign that a child has been born somewhere, they must check if the child is a male child, that child must immediately be killed. Can you imagine what a situation that was? What a pandemic befell the people of the Bani Israel at that time. That was a pandemic. That every, now currently there is a pandemic that you don't know where there is a virus lurking. And now people are so overwhelmed with this fear. Some are so overwhelmed with this fear. You don't know where is the virus lurking. 
But can you imagine that situation where every corner and every nook and corner there's one soldier lurking to try and get the slightest indication that a child has been born in certain house and he will now investigate and if that child is a male child now that's a male child that has been born that the parents after what du'as that child must have come whether it's a male child a female child but what aspirations the parents might have had and how much du'as they might have made and how much of sabr they might have gone through through all the stages till the child is now finally born now the child has come into this dunya and now here is this soldier lurking in some corner and if that child happens to be a male child then that child is going to be snatched away from the parents and that child is going to be put to death can you imagine what fear would have engulfed every expectant mother those parents the family and what anxiety they would have been till that last breath then finally when the child is born if it turns out to be a male child that anxiety would have reached its peak now on the one side is the excitement that this child has come and now that fear but now how long will this child still remain alive because at every nook and corner and everywhere there are these spies people are eavesdropping people are there to go and give this message wherever that their child has been born in this home and now it's a male child don't know which moment now there'll be a knock on the door the soldier might just uh, dash into the home and he will come and now grab hold of this child this masoom innocent can you imagine that scene what a scene this would have been now in the midst of this kind of situation Musa alayhi was born now can we imagine what would have been going through the heart of his mother this beautiful child has been born and what aspirations they might have been and now this fear this anxiety that at any moment the soldier might just dash in and this child will now be put to death but allah taala had willed that this child will not be put to death by firaun allah taala will preserve this child and will allow this child to grow up and will one day make him a nabi of allah tbaraka wa taala so allah taala already inspired that in the heart of the mother of musa alayhi salam now what is all this teaching us is teaching us yaqeen the trust in allah taala have your faith in allah taala complete iman in allah taala complete tawakkul in allah taala allah alone is the doer yes dunya is dunya challenges will come in dunya but it only come to the extent allah taala has willed it so that iman must be very strong on that that yaqeen must be completely so allah is in control allah alone is the doer the wisdom of allah taala is beyond our that we can fathom the wisdom of allah taala <coughs> but we accept wholeheartedly that allah alone is the controller so in any case allah taala inspired in a heart that fa idha khifti alayhi fa alqihi fil yam wala takhafi wala tahzani she is in this anxiety this fear what's going to happen allah taala inspired in a heart that when you become too concerned then don't worry what you do is you put him into a little box and put him into the river now the river nile and this little child 
Now while this child is with the mother, there's a very big fear that some soldier might walk in and Nauzubillah, this child will then be snatched away and this child will be killed. So that was a fear. There was like a 50% chance that this can happen. Maybe a bigger chance also. And on the other side, it's possible that nothing might happen. They might escape this scrutiny of the soldiers. Maybe just they might not make out that there was a child born here and time might pass. But now it would have been every day an anxiety, every day a fear, and that growing fear. And now if the child starts crying in that house, small, small houses, there's a neighbor, there's people can hear that outside, everywhere there would have been this fear. Not unlike now, there's one big farm somewhere in the middle of the farm. No, small, small houses everywhere. And people are walking on the roadside, which is outside the house. So if the child cries in the house, they'll hear it outside. Every moment would have been such an anxiety. But nevertheless, there was still a chance that they might escape all this. Now, there was a chance that he could get uh, detected and a chance that he could maybe escape it. But now, putting the child in a box in the river, that seemed like there's no chance of surviving. How is he going to survive? Where that box will finish off? It might just be a matter of minutes before that might just capsize in the river itself. And now we're talking about a raging river, not something that's just sitting still... And that's still also how that box, how long it will float in there, what will go on. Then maybe a soldier might see it there floating. Allah knows best what will happen. So the chances of survival in that river were like almost nothing. Now she's worried about this child getting snatched in the home. Allah Ta'ala inspired in her heart, you put the child then in the river. So now this sounds like a very strange thing. Allah Ta'ala is teaching us yaqeen. When Allah Ta'ala has said, do this, you do it. When Allah Ta'ala is prote- decides to protect somebody, nothing can happen. So the trust must be in Allah Ta'ala alone. So, she finally did it. Allah Ta'ala already told, inspired in her heart. You do it, you don't fear and don't grieve. There's nothing to fear about, nothing to grieve over. Further what we will do, inna raadduhu ilayk. Not that he will just float away somewhere and something else might happen and don't know what will happen. No, no. We will return him to you. Now this sounds like an even greater impossibility. In that circumstances, in that situation, it sounded like an even further, more impossible than impossible. That how will this child be returned to me? Now that is how the mind might take it. That this can't happen. Allah Ta'ala is saying, we will do it. Doesn't matter what you think about it, or who might think what anything about it. We will do it. mursaleen, And we are going to further let him grow into a young person, and one day we are going to bless him with nubuwat. We are going to make him a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, a Rasul of Allah Ta'ala. So Musa Alayhi mother had that yaqeen, natural fear of Insan is in the heart, but the yaqeen overcame that fear. This is what's to be done on the order of Allah Ta'ala, will do it. Regardless of anything else. So that child was now put into a little casket, a little box of some sort, and he was put into the river. And now he flowed into that river, is flowing. Now flowing where? One could have been like a situation where somehow that river 
there was another small branch of that river coming out in a different direction. So that box went and floated in that direction and went away in that small branch that finished off in somebody's farm. Somewhere they found one child and they looked after that child. Now they hidden somewhere far away from the sight of everybody. The child got saved. That could have been one way. Allah Ta'ala said, no, no, no. This box will flow right into the, as we say in the lion's mouth. Now everywhere children are being killed, left, right and center. So many children are being killed by the soldiers of Fir'aun. Why they being killed? Because Fir'aun was told one child will be born. And that one child will topple you one day. That child will become the means of your downfall. Now to try and kill that one child, but now he doesn't know who, which is that one child, because there's no indication who, what. So he decided any male child to be killed. So now already Allah knows best how many were slaughtered, how many were killed. Can we imagine little babies, innocent masoom children, but that child is being born and that somehow that is becoming known and they're coming and snatching the child away from the mother. What must have been the grief in that house upon house, that whole community, that whole population there must have been grief upon grief so many homes every left right and center this is happening so now for that one child all this was now this reckless attitude and this total the height of injustice and this murderous manner in which Firaun was carrying on but now all this was being done to prevent that one child from coming into the system now that box is floating is floating in which direction? Fir'aun is the one who gave that order all these children must be killed. This child is now floating in the direction of Fir'aun's palace. And then, not that he wasn't seen, the soldiers saw it, or the maids of Fir'aun's wife saw it. So now the message came all the way to the palace of Fir'aun. That this, something strange here, this box has been floating. Okay, let it come, what is in the box? Oh, there's a child in the box. Now this is the child they are looking for. So one is the child they were looking for was in the house of Musa wasalam, by his mother. They could have found him, could not have found him. They might have been able to detect it, may not have been able to detect it. So now they are looking for him, they may miss him, may catch him. Allah Ta'ala says, no, no, we will send him right into your hands. Now can you imagine, somebody is looking, where is this child? We need to, Billah, kill this child off. So now the child that they are looking for is sent right into their hands. Now does, does our mind fathom how can this be the means of saving that child? Allah Ta'ala said we will save him, we will send him back to you. So now sending him back to you, how can sending him into the lion's mouth be a means of saving him? Allah Ta'ala says that we will do that, we will put him so to say in the lion's mouth and we will bring him back to you. So now he comes, ends up in the palace of Fir'aun, in the hands of the wife of Fir'aun. Allah Ta'ala put the love of this child in the heart of the wife of Fir'aun. Now in that one moment, as soon as she sees this child, her heart is overtaken. And now Fir'aun is already, that sees any male child must be killed. But now when this love came in the heart of Fir'aun's wife for this child, she said, La taqtuluh. Don't you ever kill this child. Don't kill this child. Maybe we'll make him a... We'll adopt him. So now when his wife said, don't ever kill him, 
So Fir'aun was on the one side claiming, Ana Rabbukumul Ala, I am your greatest Rabb. But at the same time, he too was frightened for his wife. So now when his wife said, You dare ever kill this child, even this all his big big claims, Ana Rabbukumul Ala all went away quiet. He had to give in. So he accepted. The moth came only on the time that was appointed. Not before, not after. But in terms of the the moth didn't come any moment before or after. We're talking about that in this time currently many people are very, very concerned or many people have been affected by these viruses, etc. Some have even passed away. So their death came only on the appointed time, but Allah Ta'ala blessed them with shahadat. Allah Ta'ala gave them that high stage of shahadat. But be that as it may, many, many people every year lose, meaning pass away, the apparent means of that is a flu. There's the statistics available, and greater numbers that have passed away due to this COVID have passed away every year due to a flu. So, now the point is that when a person has some sickness, some illness, he'll undertake treatment. But sometimes, despite it being a very uh, minor illness, things just get complicated. And despite the best medication, best treatment, it just gets more complicated. And Allah Ta'ala knows sometimes the person's time is up and the person passes away also. And sometimes it's a very, very complicated thing. And they say something, just some ordinary medication came right. There have been times when people went from one doctor to another, to a third, to a specialist, and to this x-rays and to that. And then eventually something, some small thing they did, and that came right. So all this happens with the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah alone is the doer. Allah Ta'ala alone is the one who grants complete shifa and afiyat. All this is by the will of Allah Ta'ala alone. So this is that yaqeen that we are being taught we should take whatever necessary precautions they are within the limits of shariat, what are reasonable. We should do what we have to do in terms of treatment. We should not neglect what is necessary, but our faith and conviction must all the time be refreshed. Allah alone is the doer. Allah alone is the controller. Allah alone is the nourisher. Allah alone grants shifa. Allah Ta'ala has granted life, Allah alone grants death as well. All this is in the hands of Allah Ta'ala alone. Nobody but Allah Ta'ala does all this. So we need to keep revising these lessons, keep reminding ourselves. And inshallah, we will then get closer to Allah Ta'ala, our iman will get stronger. And this is what will help us through all the challenges of life. The aspect of yaqeen. Just to wrap up on the dua of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in this dua, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is asking Allah Ta'ala, as a lesson to us, وَمِنَ الْيَقِينِ مَا تُهَوِّنُ بِهِ عَلَيْنَا مَصَائِبَ الدُّنْيَا Ya Allah, grant us such yaqeen with which all the challenges of dunya become very easy for us. Because the heart is focused towards Allah Ta'ala. That yaqeen then carries a person through. So, Ya Allah, you grant us that strength of yaqeen that our focus is then towards you alone. And all the challenges of dunya then become very easy for us. 
May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala remove all the challenges from everybody. Allah ta'ala grant everyone afiyat. Allah ta'ala grant shifa to one and all. Allah ta'ala remove all the difficulties and hardships. And Allah ta'ala grant us the strength of iman most importantly. Grant us this very firm yaqeen. And grant us that, that our hearts become totally focused to Him alone. And we become His true and obedient servants in every regard, in every situation of life. We turn to Allah Ta'ala alone. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsithana an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. Allahumma iftah lana bil khair. Wakhtim lana bil khair. Waj'al awaqib umurina bil khair. Biyadika al khair. Innaka ala kulishin qadir. ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين